What's up, everybody? Podcast world, we're back. This is the Assholes and Headphones podcast with episode number nine. This week, I gave Pat the album Eternal Blue by Spirit Box. And I gave him See You Space Cowboy, The Romance of Affliction. Both from 2021, so it gets kind of heavy. Got dark in this room for a minute. Literally. Literally got dark The sun went down while we were podcasting and we didn't turn the lights on. Thanks for listening. See ya. That is lovely. Isn't it though? I really like that. It's a beautiful intro to this, to this album. It's, I think it sums up the whole album. <laughs> sums up part of the album. Part of it, sort of. Uh, that was uh, See a Space Cowboy, and the title of that track was Losing Sight of the Exit. Yes, it's on the album The Romance of Affliction. came out in 2021. And the like, my number one <clears throat> take from this album is... Number one, it fucking rips. It's great. It's a this banger. Is good shit. Um, I'd never listened to this band at all before, and I'm a fan now. It's on my lists. I love this shit. Yes. It's awesome. This one wins this week. Before you even <laughs> listen to the other one, just know that this one wins. How many Ryan um, boners do you rate this? I, it's It had a lot of boners. It had enough boners that I had to write you midweek and say, this fucking thing rips. I stopped tattooing. Just yes. to say, I don't know what what little breakdown or what song it was or what it was, but I was just like, oh my God, it keeps coming. It's great. But I will say that this album released in 2021 sounds like 2005. 100%. You beat me to it, like, you son of a the bitch. The whole thing sounds like 2005. So much Haste the Day, Burning Bridges influence, I feel like. Okay. There's like a lot of that, that cat screamy high pitch scream is like, Tells me haste today the whole time. Um, but what's great about it is it's got this like newer, heavier, deeper, chuggy breakdown to it, but it still has those It's it's got all the nostalgia. Yeah, it's got all the shit. nostalgia and the new like kicky in the dick. It's great. You know, it this album, I think more than anything I've listened to, at least in recent uh history, like almost every other song I'm like, I've heard I know this song. And I've, yeah. I've look, kept looking yeah. and I, like I was listening to from first to last and mm-hmm. scary kids, scaring kids and under oath and all these things. Cause I'm like, this is a fucking song from 15 years ago. Yeah. And it, I couldn't find yeah, it. And I mean, they're not, it just has those, those familiar. Bands, I'm sure all those bands are influencing, um, this band. Uh, and it's, it's great how they took all the pieces. Funny. You said under oath because you know, Anthony's are not, Anthony, sorry. What the, what the fuck's his name? Dude, uh, uh, drummer, Under Oath. Oh, uh, from Aaron Gillespie. Aaron Gillespie, yeah, he's on one of the tracks. Yeah, And, I, um, and at one point, I didn't... Probably know. my favorite track on the album, actually. But well, we, <laughs> When I first listened to that track, it's just playing in the background or whatever mm-hmm. at work. I was like, God damn, he sounds like Aaron Gillespie. 
<laughs> no literally, shit. I swear. Yeah. Normally, you don't catch those things. Uh, yeah. Well, like clearly, I didn't because I like I caught it, but I didn't catch it because uh-huh. it was Aaron Gillespie. Yeah, says right on the thing. Yeah, and then I was like, "Fucking!" I knew it sounded like fucking something I knew, and I was mm-hmm. like, "No, he's just on the fucking track, you dumbass." <laughs> Um, funny thing about that song, that song is intersecting storylines to a, the same tragedy, um, with Aaron Gillespie or G- is it Gillespie? Gillespie? I've always said Gillespie. If you're saying has... it wrong, Aaron, I'm sorry. You live in Salt Lake and I'm not trying to get you to beat my butt. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> anyway, um, it, Icarus again on that song. Like the opening thing is talking about Icarus. The, the whole the whole song is like a well it's not a constant parallel to the story of Icarus but it's it's using the story of Icarus to to parallel and tell a lot of a lot of things tear the flesh to say goodbye to the tragic threads that we've dropped over or draped over you I'm just not sold on the oh so graceful end it's like I'm just surprised how we keep running into the story of Icarus. Well, this is this is a simulation. <laughs> That's what it is. This isn't real life. This is a computer <laughs> simulation that we're in. And I know you've mentioned the barf growl thing, like if I like it, but at 51 seconds into that song, there's the barf growl. I fucking dig it. But it's like, it's not the, the death, like guttural barf growl. It's the emo, screamo, whack, <laughs> black, that one. <laughs> He's talking to Loogie, bro. Yeah. That's good shit. So let's just air out the elephant in the room here. Okay. I don't know if that's how you say it. Air out the <laughs> elephant in the room. Um, The lead singer's transsexual. Is that how you say it? Transgender, I believe. Transgender, yes. sorry. I can't remember. Is it, is it Courtney? Um, Jerron, a total a blank it's now. A it's a Let C. Let me pull it up. Uh, so born a male as now identifies as a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have to say very ugly woman. Um, <laughs> I know that that could be taken as offensive. <laughs> I think it's funny, <laughs> not an attractive woman. Um, and it has nothing to do with being trans, just not a good looking chick. <laughs> so I would say that about any woman that wasn't good looking. <laughs> Like Ari the Rugged Man says. We're going to get some negative feedback for that one. But, <laughs> um, so Yeah, to, I think a lot of the... Connie. To Connie. That's what it is. It's not Connie. Courtney. It's Connie. Anyway, the lyrics in this album are like... Uh, super... I, I found them super kind of vague. Pointing at a lot of things. Like there's uh, a lot of represent or notes to like substance abuse um it seems like a lot of self-deprecation happening in here but then you know fighting with the idea that you're the problem that you are the problem and that these these feelings you're having are just your self feeling wrong about things which um speaks to i think that that inner turmoil of identifying and feeling more comfortable as maybe the opposite gender than what you were born with. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Um, so, and then of course the substance abuse trying to 
fog your mind to forget about it or maybe clear your mind to, to make more sense of it. I don't, I don't know whatever way you're doing it. Um, but the, there's just a lot of that metaphor in there and it was hard to really pull out a specific, specific thing on, on any song mainly. Cause like, like we said, the titles are, or you didn't say it, you said it before, but not on air, but the titles are fucking long and yeah, it kind of gets me, of mine. right. And it kind of gets me back in that like 2005 thing where they made titles like so long on tracks I almost thought like, are these sentences that I need to read <laughs> like one just after the other to know what the back of this, this album is saying or, or something. But, and then sometimes they don't have any fucking thing to do with what you're reading. I don't think that's the case in this case. I think there, there is something to be said, but it's very, very vague. So I think it be, can be taken <clears throat> a many, many different ways. And the screaming is not very, understandable i guess you would say i mean there's there's parts where you can understand this what well you what definitely have saying, to read the you know? lyrics to know yeah this is not a song you're gonna pick it out all the to all of it no. some of it you can no but i'd say even even to the the trained ear it's gonna be harder to pick these these words out word for word so this is an interesting one because i gave it to you this album to you but i had just uh recently come across it never even heard of these guys Oh. Until, I don't cool. know, like, I think I sent a music video to you and Dave uh, a month or two ago from these guys. Yeah, a while ago. That was the first time I think I'd it was an interview with with Connie, too. I might. Yeah. I think it, either that or it, I watched the video and then I I think you. Yeah, I think you did because okay. it was a music video that I came across and I was like, this is badass. Yeah. Um, send it to you guys. And then I actually never ended up really listening to them. And then hmm. I came across it, you know, maybe a few weeks before I gave it to you. Yeah. Point being, I had a rough couple weeks, so let's just air this out. I don't have a lot of notes this week, and I didn't have a lot of time to really, really like sit down. I played both of these albums a lot, mm-hmm. but I in guess the background. I, I, what I'm picking at is even in the car when I'm like have more time to focus, mm-hmm. and I'm really listening. I was like, I don't know what the fuck he's saying. Yeah, it yeah, didn't matter to me. Yeah, because I, mean, I still dug it. That's the thing, and that it's it's got that nostalgic sound. And the God, what's the other band? There was like other than Haste Today, there's another band that it was just maybe it was like Dead Poetic or something. Like when Scoops oh, in Dead Poetic, but God hey, damn it, Haste the Day played on my Spotify randomly the other day, and I haven't listened to them in for fucking ever. Right, and uh, so it makes sense that you say Haste the Day, yeah, because obviously Spotify picked up on that too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's some. I think it's cool too. There's some awesome like features on this band on, on this album, the track sharpen what you can. There's a, an indie rapper by the name of Shaolin G that's on there. I had no, never even heard of Shaolin G, but I listened to some shit and it's good. I like it. I never heard of Shaolin G either. Yeah. At the 32nd mark in the song, like right before Shaolin starts in, I think like it sounds like a China symbol. It's Here like it comes. Dirtier. Here it comes. I don't know what it is. It's almost flat. What's that? It's like a uh, small china. It's a small china. Yeah, because it has like a splash symbol sound. Yeah, but yeah. it's dirty like a china symbol. So yeah. I would say it's a pretty small 
China. Oh, okay. Small diameter China. Oh, okay. And it's probably super, super thin because China's are pretty thin. Yeah, to get the the, so, the wobbliness. Yeah. So it was probably a really thin, small China. Symbol. Whatever it was, I said, God, that's different. Yeah. But yeah, I looked up Shaolin G. That was cool. Fell down that rabbit hole for a day or two. Now I need to, I didn't, I didn't uh, <clears throat> you know, to be honest the, with you, I'm just seeing that for the first time. <laughs> How did I didn't catch that? I don't know. And so we already talked about um, Gillespie. Aaron Gillespie, which I'm a being huge, on the other one. huge fan. The yeah. Almost. I don't know if you ever listened to his. I knew of the Almost. I didn't listen to him. Super poppy. Yeah. Right up my alley. You'd All hate right. it. You'd All hate right. it. You'd um, fucking hate it. The last track, it says featuring I, <clears throat> I Die First. I looked up I Die First, and they're another screamo type band. Sounds a lot like this. I don't know if the whole band is featured on this track on the last uh, uh, the last track or or they just put that on there because maybe there's they don't want to put the name or something I don't know but uh, Connie has done a, another single with these guys hmm. like a kind of a split I guess uh, they're both on the cover I don't know a lot about <clears throat> I die first but I looked into them a little bit listened to a couple tracks and it sounded a lot like the same but that that's that last song man that's it's fucking heavy it hit me like this is this is a fucking suicide song like those are the straight in best says let the poison in crave the pain and lose control um and then it towards the end it's talking about you always we always tried to make it work but it was too much for you like somebody's like maybe she's saying she's trying to always try to explain these feelings and these emotions and this this I- identification with somebody. It's always been too much for that other person. So maybe it's not like I'm dying, but maybe it's like this. This is dying, right? The, this. Like what what we have here, what you think we are, or what you think I am, is dying. Like I'm not. Which is what's I'm awesome. That. I'm moving about I'm moving music because you can insert <clears throat> however you relate to it. Yeah, even though it's the same thing but different. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that happening in here, so it was uh, even multiple times through listening and then reading the lyrics and listening while I'm reading. It, it was still just like, Ugh. do you think that there's... I can't specifically put my my finger on it, and I think that that's really cool about it. It's a very, I mean, I did read that the band does try to <clears throat> bring up awareness and understanding and, and just knowledge about the LGBTQ community, yeah. everybody that's, that's going through that or feeling that or um, living that life. Like the, I think the biggest problem that society has with that is just pure ignorance. Like nobody wants to open their, open their minds and and think about, you know, about what it would be like to just do what, if, if that made you feel better to right. live like that, just do it. A lot of people don't because it's just not okay. Well, you know? We all <laughs> I think have a tendency to like have these preconceived notions and like have a, already have a, <clears throat> no matter what you say, this is how I feel about it. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And the, and whether where that comes from is 
I don't know if it's the older I get or the the less I give a fuck or what it is, but I don't I don't understand the ignorance towards somebody that wants to identify as the opposite sex. It does, I don't I don't get it. I I don't get the ignorance towards it. Like it's I, it does not affect me whatsoever. The irony of it is, is like the people that really do have a problem with it because they're clearly uncomfortable Mm -hmm. with it because of how they react to it. The community has to be more proactive and, you know, put it out there more, Mm -hmm. which is like a vicious cycle. If you think about it, because yeah, I mean, I've been guilty of being like, okay, like I feel like you're, you're now jamming your shit down my throat. I think at times I've felt that way, but Mm -hmm. they're doing it because there's a whole nother group of people who have given them so much grief over it mm-hmm. that they have to, they yeah. have to protest and, right. and spread this <clears throat> awareness because so it's, it's kind of a fucking real conundrum. It's like, yeah. It's coming. It, it doesn't just, I mean, obviously there's, there's eccentric people in every aspect of things, but you know, there's always going to be the vegan that wants to tell you he's a fucking vegan between them and crossfitters. You know I, mean? I mean, and the crossfitters that say you're, you're working out wrong. You need to fucking crossfit. <laughs> you're wasting all that f- money on food. You need to be buying this food. Like, but it, it's that thing. There's always going to be those people. And then there's, you know, the people that just do crossfit because it feels right. It feels good. And if you came out or if you stepped up to them and like, what you're doing with crossfit is fucking wrong. You're doing it wrong. They'd <laughs> right. be like, well, fuck you, bud. No, here you go. And then they'd be protesting too. So it's it's, it's kind of like pushback. that too. Everyone yeah. was just push, digging their heels it's, in. It's pushback. And there's the, the uh, I think the biggest change is that in this society now, there is an open conversation about feeling like you identify as a woman or a man identifying as a, right. a man identifying as a woman or one woman identifying as a man why the fuck does it really matter to anybody i don't fucking care i mean i don't care what you do in the bedroom why the fuck do i care what you wear or what you want right, to be called you right. know i mean i think it's on, i on think it's fucking, hardwired in our brains like i'm not justifying it because i don't agree with people who are like yeah just but hateful that, like that's that. that's what it is that's, i think you're exactly like you're you hit it on the head it's hardwired in our brains as a something we society, gotta overcome society and the the christianization in general yeah. of our culture has hardwired like marriage between a man and a woman and men date women and women date men and you don't fucking do that the other way otherwise you're weird and if you are doing it it's probably just a phase because that's not natural but because you can't the fuck cares i've seen i've seen dude dogs dump on or jump on dude dogs and hump the fuck out of them just because they're (laughs) fucking horny like they don't give a shit it's not like the dogs over there or like i'm there's animals all over the place just acting on pure fucking uh, you know whatever feels right who the fuck well yeah like like, why you know why do you gotta hate somebody for being transgender like i don't need you to be transgender to hate you no i'm so good at hating people just for them it doesn't yeah it has nothing to do with how that person relates or anything and to be honest like this album is fucking great so i mean if anybody came to me and said this album was great and then mentioned oh their singer is is transgender you burn the seat they were like fuck you this album sucks (laughs) like you're just an ignorant piece of shit and yeah you'd have to be pretty fucking terrible yeah and that's but uh, there are people out there that 
yeah. feel that strongly and about it. That's why the conversation is out there, right? Like yeah. that's that's what it is, and it, it just there's just a level of general acceptance, and I think you can focus your energy and your judgment elsewhere. Like, yeah. let's take the judgment you're putting on transgender people. And put it on pedophiles. How about that? Right. Like that's we got bigger we can, fi- fish we to fry. We could talk about pedophiles and people trafficking children, and you can go hate them all you want, and I'll back you. Okay. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> glad you brought it up because my neighbor back here, pretty sure he's a creep. Uh, that's and that's not and okay. that's where I'm focusing my energy. There you go. On my backyard neighbor. Yeah. To fucking block yourself off from him. Yes. Fuck that guy. Build walls. Yeah. America. Build walls, Mer- <laughs> build walls America. America. Jesus. Again, I'd like to say I have so much respect for the, the LGBTQ. Is, did I get that right? You forgot the T. T. <laughs> y and yeah. Z. And the, tra- the transgenders. Um, and that's why I feel so comfortable saying that this is an ugly woman. <laughs> because I have so much respect. <clears throat> well, I mean, there's... I just circle back because I know someone's going to get mad at me for that comment. <laughs> so I just want to make that very clear. It was just a joke. It's just a joke. <laughs> the where, where else am I on this? So one of the, and uh, here I am trying to like define what makes this sound like 2005, you know what I mean? But on the track um, with arms that bind and lips that lock. So on that track at the 43 second mark, there's like this guitar melody. There's a heavy riff in the background and this guitar melody that's over the top. And that for some reason sounds like that's the sound of it's, it's part of it it's part of it let's sample that that's how they did it see what i mean 100 percent. it's that yeah, it's like do, 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 do. it's that it's clean, almost like it's little that, harmonies just little it like is. What, it's clean harmony over he- heavy screaming it's the mix of the... Uh-huh. There's, there's a like certain way to mix the heavy of, and, the, and the soft. It almost is like a... Like a fucking... Uh, like a... A triangle? Or like a... It almost sounds like a lullaby. There's like a lullaby thing. Oh! It's Static Lullaby. That's the fucking band. Static Lullaby? I've been trying to think of. Yeah. I know Static, static Lullaby, but yeah, I can't... It's, uh, it's a sta- the Static Lullaby The <clears throat> and don't forget to breathe. I've mentioned it before on the cast with you, but that album sounds a lot like this album too. But this one has the bonus of that, like the heavier. And I think that might just be like production. Maybe it's equipment like uh, the guitars are making heavier shit now, like lower sounding tones and things like that. Or it's just more popular now, whatever it is. I but, have to fade this uh, stack lullaby in. Yeah, that album, that's the album I'm talking so about. So hear that, sure. like, it's, and even this, like, to throw back to Finch, because yeah. um, it has that same bass tone with mm-hmm. the clean guitar, because yeah. it's heavy, but it's it's a very clean guitar. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of distortion in it. It's, yeah. It's an, it, I think that might be part of it. That's what it is. That might be part of it. It's, uh, it's, a, it's weird how <clears throat> there's only so many notes, and, like, how the fuck is music this crazy? <laughs> Like the complexity of the different genres that overlap and like, yeah, I mean, even if you just took rock 
and roll and went down from there hardcore post oh, hardcore it's a fucking massive how there's so tree. many different sounds yeah but they're all kind of rooted in similar things but they're they're just so different yeah it's yeah. great that was really profound what i just said it really you ever was say profound. something and you're like that was the stupidest fucking no that was fucking <laughs> profound pat we're gonna clip that and loop yeah, it on the that thing was profound. <laughs> <laughs> there's a track called uh melodrama between two entirely bored individuals <laughs> before, Too wordy. before i even listened to the uh the, or the track i was like that little sentence clip thing whatever that is defines probably like i don't know a ton of relationships and friendships period <laughs> like it's just constant melodrama you guys are bored with each other but you stuck and you stay and it's just this is the life the life is we gotta the create problems room. yeah we're so bored we don't have any problems everything's unless we create paid it. up and we're comfortable fuck you for leaving the ketchup out <laughs> oh. you know <laughs> god i can relate to that a lot it's got a the early kind of 2000s drum sound i caught that a lot <clears throat> there's um i don't know the exact line but there's it says something like the ink on the paper and the blood that comes from my hand or something like that so there's do you have a time stamp close on that? to that emo-ness uh no but there's a i don't have a time stamp on that but the 135 mark there's kick drum that's just super fucking nice play so rough somebody's gonna start crying Ugh. that kick drum yeah <laughs> that quote by the way you kids shouldn't play so rough somebody's gonna start crying it's from uh, reservoir dogs oh no shit yeah did you have to look that up or did you know that no i knew it was i it was familiar but i didn't know what it was so i, I did look it up so but yeah it's from the the scene in Reservoir Dogs where Steve Buscemi's uh, Mr. Pink gets into it with, I think it's Mr. Orange, I think, or something. Anyway, yeah, because Mr. Orange is the, the undercover. Anyway, I think they get into it and like they've both got guns on each other and then the the suave-looking motherfucker kicks the door in and he's just like, you guys better stop playing so rough. <laughs> it's pretty classic i have never classic made it Tarantino. through that movie no terrible fuck dude I, and i've tried it multiple times you've tried reservoir dogs multiple times and you never terrible. Made it through it. i'm not a tarantino fan okay there's been a couple things i kind of get on board with but as a whole what was the one with the uh, the guy from er when they were vampires and shit uh, uh in mexico yeah from before. dusk till dawn yeah that one i kind of liked and i think he was only like half into that one too okay but he played in that one too that was him as the he was the brother he was yeah. the pervy brother of uh yeah. That one was good, but... You're uh, thinking George Clooney with the tattoo on George Clooney, that's what I was yeah. thinking of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs is great, dude. I had a it's buddy, awesome. uh, Jason Fogel, in the Air Force. I was in the His Air name was Fogel? Fogel. Just like... F-O-G-L-E-J-E-L. I don't know. I'll have to look him up. He's on Facebook. Whatever, Fogel. Fogel. What's that you from? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, it's super bad, dude. Super bad, yeah. yeah, they, yeah. they call him Faggle the yeah, whole time. Yeah. Whatever, Faggle. Yep, I was friends with a guy with that same name. Oh, shit. I'll be damned. He was one of the few guys I knew, like, from the military that was, like, into... Uh, He's, like, a big... This this type of music that we mm -hmm. do on this podcast. You yeah, know? yeah, Not many people I knew listen to anything like that. Uh -huh. And, uh, yeah, he would appreciate this podcast. I need to reach out to him. All but right. uh, what was my whole damn point? I don't... Oh, Tarantino. Oh, he loved Reservoir Dogs. It's fucking good. If my memory that, serves I mean, me right from 20... 
two that years open, ago. That opening scene, I've always been a like a proponent of tipping. I tip very well when I go out. I work for tips. Like, I'm, right. you know, it's, I appreciate it. You're, you're tipping for the service. But the opening scene of that movie damn near convinces you that you shouldn't tip anybody. I don't even remember it. You should just, <laughs> just fucking, and, and they're also talking about uh, the Madonna song, Like a Virgin. Like, what's it about? Hmm. The one, the one <laughs> guy said, the one guy says she's actually like a virgin having sex for the first time or they're not having sex at all. The kiss is just like that pure. It makes her feel like she's a virgin. And then <clears throat> this is why I hate the yeah. movie. I don't even remember it, but I already hate it because it's a, of this dialogue. It's all, calm, it's all dialogue. Tarantino's all dialogue. He is a dialogue. It's yeah. fucking dumb. It's about yeah. emotion, not dialogue. You fucking dumb fuck. So much emotion comes from dialogue, Pat. <laughs> I'm going to have a little dialogue with you. Yeah, okay. Let's step out back. Let's step out back to this broken fence. <laughs> yeah. Get in my backyard and help me finish my fence. So halfway, halfway rebuilt. Oh, shit. Rough over here. Um, let's talk about uh, life as a soap opera plot. 26 yeah, yeah. years running because I thought it was the funnest little fucking treat because I had no idea until I listened to this album that Keith Buckley was, uh, you know, did a cameo here on this track. Yeah. Another one of the featured artists on this one that I think is awesome. I th- I also think it's great that the the featured artists they get on this this album seem to me to be just really. I mean, I can't talk about um, Shaolin G because I've only listened to his music a little bit, but just judging by you know, like. <clears throat> under oath and what Aaron does and he did what they do and the lyrics that they have and everything. They just seem like really open-minded, really cool, good people. Right. You know? And I think that that also speaks to the open-mindedness and acceptance of like this trans openly transgender vocalist, you know what right. I mean? And I mean, she is a, an amazing fucking vocalist on this shit. And, the fact that you pair you pair her vocals with Keith's vocals, which we all fucking love so much, they sound awesome together. Um, Aaron's vocals sound awesome together. You know what yeah. I mean? It just it fits There's, everything it, it so good. Yeah, so well. Do you happen to have the timestamp for that well, breakdown on Life Is a Soap Opera? That. Well, there's a f- the first breakdown is at one ten, and then Keith comes in at one thirty five, and the. The other one, um, it's it's at the very end. The last breakdown's at the very end. Oh shit! <laughs> I like the woo too. Yeah, because it's kind of out of place for uh, for yep. that kind of breakdown, and I don't know. I liked it. When it gets all squeaky, that thing, ding, 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 that was really that starting in that time too. So my buddy Alex, I I sent this to him. Uh, he's a, literally exactly ten years younger than me. Halloween to the day to the day. Wow! In fact, this year we're having our fortieth and thirtieth birthday combined. Hopefully at Kamikazes. Hopefully we get some local bands. It's a pipe dream. I want to make it happen. Okay, it's my fortieth. <laughs> it's his thirtieth. <laughs> Anyway, he listens to a lot of this music, and I sent it to him, and he was like, that fucking breakdown on that fucking track? Yeah. Something to that effect. Um, I don't know if that's the breakdown you were talking about. The other one. That was the one. Was it? Yeah. 
the the breakdown I was thinking of was um, at the end before Keith says it's not enough to stay warm. Uh-huh. I want to burn in the flame. That one's good too. I mean, <clears throat> that's for sure. That's a class. My note says that's classic Keith lyrics. It's not enough to stay warm. I want to burn in the flame. Like, give me it all. Give me it all. It's all about like excess at this point. Early Keith, I guess you would say. Absolutely. <laughs> I like too when he says, uh, um, well, that's enough when he's talking about like I need a hole in the, mm-hmm. or shoot myself in the head or whatever the hell he says. Like, he says, I need that like a hole in my, eh, that's enough. Like we don't need to I'm, go to that cliche fucking yeah. line. You know? it's, <laughs> the way he trails off and the, the way he sings it is like, again, very Keith. Like, yeah. The, the only, um, every time I hear him do things like that, like I need this, like a hole in my, yeah, that's enough. It, it hits me with Aesop rock does that a lot too. Like in his raps. He'll be rapping and like you can tell as he's rapping, he was writing this, he was writing this verse and his mind kind of trailed. Right. And you can hear him kind of like, so, oh, wait, oh, no, coming back. And then he comes back to like what he was thinking about. You know what I mean? (laughs) Keith does the same thing. Like he's rambling and then realizes. And instead of changing that line, literally just makes it stop and say nah, that's enough we don't need to do that and it's Let's fucking come back tasty. to this it's you so just, tasty it's just owning what you're writing and where you're at you know let's let's tribute him with this last little section because okay. that's this part that bass drop too in the back yeah i think that's what they were missing back in 2005 that they didn't whole, have a lot of that, that whole back deep then. sound that this album uh that was fucking that 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 slaps if right you got a anyone with a car with subwoofers <laughs> turn that shit up because i got a sub in my pickup truck next time you're driving through dale taco <laughs> yeah. make sure that one pops off right as Ooh. soon as they're handing your tacos through the window <laughs> love those fucking bass drops they make everything better. They really yeah. do. But you have to have the right audio equipment to really appreciate them. Mm-hmm. You can't Bluetooth that shit on your sound bar, your little Bluetooth speaker in your cubicle. <laughs> Not the same effect. Yeah, so I would say I'm going to... Can I rate boners on this one? <clears throat> sure. I want to yeah. give this one boners, Patrick. You had to say that with the lead singer. Hmm. Do it. <laughs> I'm going to give this... 37 and a half boners. Jesus. Out of how many boners? That's for you to decide. Okay. So we're just going to rate it, but we're not going to tell you the scale. Okay. And that's how I feel about it. 37 and a half. 37 and a chub. Chub. And a chub. And a morning chub. A real pathetic looking one. Mm -hmm. Sad one. Maybe like a winter chub. Cold. Uh, This one is definitely going to be in constant rotation for me. Yeah, me too. There's a a fun little note on the whole thing. There's parts cause there's like the, there's singing parts that seem to be higher pitch, like than other parts. And there's some like on the song with arms that bind and lips that lock. We already talked about that. And I don't have a timestamp on the song on the moment, but there's parts that almost sound like, like blink 182 ish hmm. type singing stuff on there. And it's not like 
with the music and everything, it doesn't really go. But if you break out just the lyrics at that time, like, fuck, that's almost like a Blink-182, <laughs> like, catchy little pops, pop thingy there, you know? So, But if you think about it, I mean, that's why it's, I think it's so good. Because it's, yeah, it's, like, it's very heavy, but very, yeah, there's, like, a I was surprised pop. at how they kind of just, like, took a, like, not just lyrically between the screaming and the singing and the and the the way it's written the way it's written lyrically is very like 2005 you know right. what i mean like it's very vague and poetic and emo at sometimes and super depressing and beautiful at the same time um <clears throat> but musically like fuck these guys came all over the map yeah like the there's two well there's the one instrumental one that we opened with that's fucking gorgeous and then there's another one that kind of ends really peacefully that is also just, oh, the peace and the delusion. That that track, the, the composition on that one is just... There's the ending. Yeah. It's great. Anyway, this one wins this week. We haven't talked about the other one, but I think this one wins. Well, awesome. let's, let's talk about the other one because let's talk about the other one. Let's talk about. I don't think the other one's bad. I think I just don't think it wins this week. Well, so Star said I was pretty. Struggled. You were pretty set. I was pretty. You know, <laughs> my mind was made up. For yeah. the record, I believe that was the album that had. Uh, I don't think I talked about it on the that podcast, but Caps Lock, all capital letters for the song titles. Yeah, it was another pet peeve of mine. Yeah, you don't like it. I'm just glad these guys didn't. You know. Well, wordy wordy song titles right. but at least they didn't caps lock yeah and really they're not even that wordy they're one or two there's there's one song that has more than well two songs that have more than two words all song titles should be one word just one word maybe period. one syllable just ah ah <laughs> just that this is why i don't have a band yeah um anyway so this this next band Spirit Box. Spirit Box. That you chose. Eternal Blue, 2021. Yes. Uh, I didn't know Evan Evanescence had changed their name. I've heard that a lot. <laughs> I've heard that a lot. This is... So, I saw Spirit Box with Under Oath two, three weeks ago. Which is a weird pairing for me, actually. I'd like to stay. Yeah, there. they... Yeah, it was... Etid was supposed to be on the bill too. Yeah, I uh, I saw the but straight from the path was there. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Unfortunately, I missed them. But anyway, um, yeah, I, this band has been on the tip of everybody's tongue. Like they're they're all over the radio. They're I, I see people covering their shit on Instagram a lot. Uh, vocalists covering these songs. Um. It's all over the place, and I had never really given it a listen. I was, I was impressed at the live show, uh, impressed enough to think, yeah, I want to, I want to look into this a little bit more. My only bummer for the live show was that the the guitarist and the bassist, they, I mean, their feet might as well have been glued to the floor. They didn't really move at mm, all. That's kind of a buzzkill. Yeah. Um, the singer, I'm forgetting her name. I didn't make a note on her name. Right? Maybe. Maybe she's Courtney. Courtney. That's she's Courtney. Courtney. Okay. Connie and Courtney. That's what it was this week. That's why I got confused on the other one. A lot of C's. Yeah. So the, she was awesome. I just got to, I mean, as far as what you, your vocal range and what you're doing, uh, 
Um, <clears throat> I feel like a lot of people when they're going from clean vocals to screaming vocals, you can see it in their body language right away. Like they'll hunch over when they're screaming or they'll like just tighten up or something to make that scream more effective or something. This woman didn't at all. Like she was standing straight up and she'd go from la to grr, like just like and that. And she's got some, some serious <laughs> scream vocals. Yeah, she does. And it's, a, it, it was impressive. And, um, I guess the light show was really rad. The band was really, or the crowd was really into it. It was, it was good. And I don't, um, I don't, I'm not bummed out about my choice this week. I just, it's not as, the album was not as thick feeling as the live show. So I, I, I will say if you have the opportunity to see them live, if they're opening for somebody, if you're not a huge fan of them, but they're opening for somebody, try to try to get there early enough to see the live show because it, the live show does have a lot more kind of density feeling to it than, than the album gave me at least. Yeah. And I, I kind of, as I was listening to it, cause you told me you had just seen him when you gave me this album. So I was, as I was listening to it, I was kind of thinking, I'm like, this was clearly pretty badass live. Yeah. Cause it was, it was a, it really was a good album, but I have to say the evanescence vocals, the clean vocals killed it for me. Yeah. It was like, and I'm a clean vocal guy. Yeah, like clean, but there was it was just too. I was interested to see much. like how much you like if you were going to parallel it at all to Paramore because honestly I <laughs> have not listened to Paramore, so I, I I mean I I had a minute of like it was actually last night I was re-listening to things while I was chilling and I, <clears throat> I had a like a moment of like oh fuck me I'm gonna sound like an idiot because i thought no what I've, if this is paramore sounding because it was like one of the really i think it was even like the the opening track or something uh, i was like fuck this is so clean and pretty it might even be paramore poppy not I even I not even it. close <laughs> okay. not even close because okay, it's God. her vibrato she has that vibrato <laughs> this this one that courtney does yeah courtney does yeah, uh okay. Haley. <laughs> i think god was a woman <laughs> And her name was Haley. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's just different. She doesn't have vibrato. She just sings. Okay. And it's very pop punky. And this isn't just not pop punky. This is more like yeah. pop, pop metal. Yeah, it does have a, a pop sound. Should, we should probably t- make a note that um, Courtney and her husband were in the band. I wrestled a bear once a long time ago. Back in 2005-ish, I would say. That far really. back, huh? Yeah, I wrestled a bear once was like in the same genre as... You'd put like CU Space Cowboy or um, really things like that. Yeah, I feel she, like I vaguely have heard the name, but I don't think I've ever it heard was it, like, the band. It was like all growling and singing. Interesting. Much heavier, much, well, much faster, much like rougher sounding than this. So, well, and if we're talking about them as people and what they've done in their history, we have to talk about the fact that they're Canadian. Yeah, they are. From Montreal, yeah. Which uh, is- nope, British Columbia. Oh. Uh, Victoria, British Columbia, Victoria. West Coast, Canada, which West is the coast Canada. Le, if, as far as you can get away from Quebec, Quebec, the better, the Quebec, the Quebec. There's good fishing in Quebec. <laughs> Quebec. Uh, no, I like Canadians. I grew up on the border, but I really, I, I really enjoy Canadians. Actually, they're great people. Every really. time I go to Canada, I have a really good time. And yeah, everybody I talk to, there's like, they're just super chill people. Oh, they're lovely. And and my first bachelor party was in Ontario, Canada, because I grew up in Buffalo. We've talked right. about that, I think. 
and uh, it was fantastic. Drinking age is 19 there. We could drink. Fucking hey, Look at that. Uh, we went over there and I got whipped with my own belt and the women were beautiful by Buffalo standards. <laughs> there you go. Love Canada. <laughs> Cigarettes are terrible up there though. Well, you know. They're, they're Marlboros, aren't they? Can't the have same. your cake and eat it too. You know? They put the fetus on the... But the Molson's nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you gotta yeah. Gotta have the Labatt Blue. The Labatt Blue. That Molson is nice. Oh, hey. <laughs> Love Canadians. I don't like really Neil Young and right any, now, though. Fuck anybody, Neil Young. Oh, yeah. I'm not big. That guy's too... He's it's gone too, too far. too bad. I fucking liked Neil Great Young, Great music. Just, God, it just, it's just a pompous it. little fucking crybaby. Yeah, just don't do that, Neil. Shit. Jim Carrey? Great Canadian. Oh. Love me some Jim Carrey. Great guy. Yeah. Solid guy. Very few Canadians that I don't like. Um, and Neil, I think you just had a moment. You know? No, he's been having moments his whole yeah, life. He's always he? been a little whiny bitch. Mm. Great, 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 great musician. I guess I just never looked into him. Old man, look at yeah. my lights. Great I'm shit. A lot like you. That was good. We're going to clip that, too. Yeah. We're going to put that, that on the Insta. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, I derailed it. <laughs> Anyway, yes, they're Canadian. It's uh, it's good stuff. I, the, the general, my general take on this one is it's much easier listening than see you, Space Cowboy. Um, mm-hmm. I did make a note that I thought it's funny how the the simple distortion on the guitar, the lower tone of the guitar, and the fact that she is screaming for some of it instead of singing all of it could be the only two factors that make this a metal album. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, they put in, they're putting in the metal genre, and that's, I think, because a lot of... Metal core, they're even metal called. Metal core, yeah, so like newer stuff. So um, their older stuff, I think she screams a little bit more, but it's, I mean, this could easily be just a good rock album. I mean, this could fall in the in this moment category. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I I, I, I think you're absolutely right. If you if you just dialed back her scream vocals a little yeah. bit, it would be just a rock yeah. album. Yeah, but I, uh, on Sunkiller, can I play the goddamn scream on that? Because yeah. holy moly. <laughs> Shit, I faded in too early. This goes on way too long. It does. So we'll talk while I scroll over, and then uh, I'll just scroll scroll on over, and then I'll scroll (laughs) up. Oh, she says it 487 times. And then I think it's like the last two. She could have, for the record, cut two measures out of this. And that wow, wow, wow. It's nice on that bass. There was Ooh. when I had it in the in the headphones too. I did I did notice that there is a lot more of like an electronic influence than I heard live. Yeah. There's a lot more of synth backing or something. I don't know if they just played that as a backtrack, but there was only four people up there, and I didn't see a synth up there anywhere. So I feel like a lot of bands now um, they play electronic tracks on like backing mm-hmm. their performance. And I don't know how the hell you can coordinate all that shit because we're not musicians, but a lot of bands I feel like have these weird yeah. electronic backing tracks that are subtly integrated into their live show, and I don't know mm-hmm. how the hell you pull that off. I'm sure it's just like a one of these a loop board, loop board something that's and you and they got the if you got a headphone monitor in, you got a little metronome and the thing telling you what's going on, and 
you just stick with it or whatever. But I can't even text and drive, and these guys are doing all that no while doing a live show. Shit, amazing. But uh, this album too, it's kind of like the last one. A lot of really vague kind of gibberish lyrics. <laughs> Not gibberish in the sense that they don't mean anything, but gibberish in the sense that as a as a reader, I'm just it's so much up for interpretation that and then i did i did hear or i read last night that on apple music there is actually a breakdown with courtney and she'll talk you through really songs. yeah as far as what they mean um or maybe not what they mean but like how they wrote it or what maybe some insight into the lyrical content or something like that but uh, i didn't go down that hole because i wasn't going to just regurgitate that for this but but if you want to, go check um, it out. But if you out. want to, yeah, like get on your Apple Music. And if you're paying for that, then you're getting that. So check out the album Eternal Blue by Spirit Box. But the, I did see in my scrolling that the uh, the song that features Sam. Yellow Jacket. Yes, Yellow Jacket featuring Sam Carter. Sam Carter is a singer of Architects, which... You said you haven't really listened to it. We need to no. we need to visit some architects for sure. It'll be a future one. Um, but anyway, that song apparently has is is generally about her migraines. She gets migraines a lot. They talk about the photo or the phosphonetic. Um, she says, "I swear it was an illusion of the retina." Something about the phosphonetic lies or something like that. Um, and she mentions mentions soma cell. Soma is like the the nucleus, the body of the nucleus of a cell. And she also says Soma Ross, which is really weird because Soma Ross is like the only thing I could find on Soma Ross because I looked it up. Bob there's Ross? A, there's a game called Soma and a character called Ross, but that doesn't have anything to do with... <laughs> the center of the nu- the the body of the nucleus of a cell and the no. you know um and for me so uh, in high school I, I had a buddy whose aunt was fucking all our friends and we used to do a lot of somas with them right so hmm. that's where my brain I goes didn't even with put soma, the, soma the muscle relaxer there. yeah but um apparently the the phosphonetic idea or, or what's happening with that word when things are tied to that word i guess when you close your eyes and you like push on your fucking eyelids yeah or you sneeze and, and you close the, your eyes or something and you can see the yeah. images uh or, or just light flashes that's the phosphonetic things happening Interesting. and i thought it was interesting that she says um i swear it was an, an illusion of the retina she's she talks about seeing like the outline of a man or something like that but it was an illusion of the retina but she's mm. also talking about when she gets into like what she experiences during migraines um, you go into these things and I mean, migraines are fucking miserable from what I understand. I don't think I, women seem to get migraines more than men. Yeah. I only, I don't know a single male that's ever had a migraine. You don't? Mm-mm. Not a single one. I know quite a few. Interesting. Yeah. I think Brody gets them too. Ugh, sounds miserable. Yeah. Just totally debilitating. Yeah. But again, that's, there's a couple different notes where, or uh, references to a double knot hmm. in in different 
like completely different context of different different songs. She talks about a double knot. So here comes know, the double. Maybe knot. she's into tying things. <laughs> That right there is Sam. I was going to say, holy shit, she sounds like a dude. No, that's Sam right there. I mean, that was her in the beginning. Right. And then that was Sam coming in right there. It's pretty shocking, though. A female singer and then backed by a male singer. There's not that much of a... Not that much of a play back and forth there. Yeah. Yeah, she definitely has a vocal range to uh, be be in the competition. You know what I mean? Is, Is... I don't know if you know the answer to this, but Dave, I'm sure Dave's going to listen, our buddy Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, it, he has sent me something on Instagram of a woman on doing YouTube videos, doing screams and growls and shit. Mm-hmm. Does she? Does she have like a YouTube channel where she, she does that? Like she, that's she very well might. Yeah, I want to know I don't if it's know the for one for sure, but it it could very well be her. Because he, I, the one <laughs> Dave sent me, like it was hard to watch. I remember, like Dave was like, "This is badass," and I watched it, and I'm like, "She's good," but there was something about it, like. You know, like some people look cool when they scream, and some people you're like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember watching it going, ugh, she's good, but ugh. Yeah. So, I, Dave, answer that question on social <laughs> media. Was um, that the woman? Let's see. Secret Garden has another mention of a double knot. So she talks about it in Yellow Jacket, <clears throat> and then she mentions it, and then Secret Garden, double knot into silence. Do you think I it's really know. hard as a writer to get away from these like do you just like end up back at these same words and yeah. phrases and stuff like yeah i think it would be until you've regurgitated that point enough and you're like move. how many times can you keep drawing the same thing or keep using a same color like i go through those those times i keep going back to this color and i'm like why the fuck are you constantly <laughs> using this color i don't know it's just a thing um that reference i mean that could be she could be into anything it could be just the the idea of getting tied up in something or maybe she's i mean it could go as far maybe she's into shibari maybe she's into tying knots maybe she was like maybe she has a knot tying merit badge maybe she was a girl scout who knows i have no fucking idea get her on the line it's notable to me that she mentions that twice in the same thing or in the same album and it, it seems like the more we like review these albums, the more podcasts we do, mm-hmm. the more you notice these trends. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just everybody does it. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's got to be when you really look at the you start really looking at each artist as an artist and not just a genre. Unfortunately, I think a lot of these you're a metal band. Cool. Right. You put them in a metal playlist. It just goes through and you you might as well be another one in the fucking role of people. But when you really break these things down, like there's reoccurring things in this one, there's reoccurring things in that one. Like it's going to, going to keep going like that. It's awesome. It it individualizes things when you look at it a little bit more. So, Uh, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say that (laughs) it was kind of eh, like a little much on this, like, Dark. I don't want to say. I, I guess I will. The the evanescency vibe, just because right. everybody is kind of understands that with being like the the moody, macabre, rainy night type fucking thing. The the song "Silk in the Strings," which one is a? It's a fucking banger. Like, I think it's awesome, but I think "Silk in the Strings" is 
simply like referring to like a spider web, which is like, oh, that's dark and brooding too. <laughs> You're stuck in a spider web. You're getting caught. Oh, no. oh. You got me in the silk and the strings and shit. Yeah. Is this like uh, Alice Cooper? Like, like metal darkness. And then after the show, he gets back there and he's like solving math equations and shit. He's like the night. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah. oh, I had them all convinced when I was licking that snake. I don't know. It didn't. It didn't seem that theatrical for me. Like, but there is with the color of this album, it's blue with the eternal blue thing, but everything was like dark, you know, her hair is like black and blue and everybody's wearing black and it's just that super gothy kind of vibe. And then you're talking about spider webs and shit. (laughs) For some reason, the visual in my head right now is just too much. Yeah, it's probably it's, it's probably ridic- more ridiculous than it actually is. I'm After painting, every show, I'm they go to the really skate weird. park and they just smoke weed. Right. <laughs> talk about their parents. But then there's other, you know, there's interviews with her and stuff. She's just got a white t-shirt on. And she just looks like a normal person talking about shit. I have to say, for me, her, uh, this in this genre, rock and roll, metal, anything mm-hmm. from rock and roll down, being a woman is hard. Yeah. Like I don't, you have to be better for me to like it as much as somebody who's, a, it, it's, it's just harder. I know that's not right. Right. It's yeah, it's not. There's um, my buddy, Josh is openly said numerous times. God damn it. I wish I liked female vocalists in metal. Cause he's told me straight up. Like, I know she's good, but I fucking hate it. Like he just can't get behind it. Every, not just her. Yeah. Every female vocalist he hears, he's just like, it just doesn't scratch my it. Like, I I don't, ugh, it's just not doing it for him, which I don't get because it can't be a tone thing because she's got a growl just as good as a lot of fucking But guys. I think if you removed all of her clean vocals from this, uh, I would have had a totally different impression of it. Yeah. It's the clean, it's her clean, it's the her female clean vocals that was the only part I really didn't like. Huh. See, and that that was a part that really stuck out for me. Like, stuck out in a way that made it different than other things. And I was like, I can really appreciate this being in this genre for this fact. And I I felt like she's uh, accepting, not accepting it, but owning the fact that she's a great singer, but also a great screamer. And And like, we're going to make these cleans and we're going to make them sound like beautiful woman singing and I'll, I'll meet you halfway because i agree with you i think she was a, she's a yeah. talented singer and she's good mm-hmm. i just don't like it and fair. like that's just it's fair that's yeah. art for you right yeah. like yeah it definitely like has some... its definitely has its moments like you know it's 3 30 in the afternoon on a sunny day and like like <laughs> sun killer comes on I'm, I'm gonna probably change the track it's just not a, a banger for me in that time but like the chorus of eternal blue um, or I don't know if it's a chorus of or what it is, but at the 53 second mark of Eternal Blue, the title track, I just think that's beautiful how it, it comes in. She says, what's left of me, a cavity, at least this space is mine, even if it's a cavity. the guitar guitar still has like that like sounds like that top strings just rattling off the fucking guitar in the back you know so i'm gonna do some quick irony 
Okay. Back to back off with the statement I just made. This is actually my favorite track. <laughs> no shit. Okay. But she sings cleanly different on that. That chorus is different than yeah, she's like, almost more speaking that than, yeah than really getting after it. Take the beginning of Sun Killer that the clean vocal yeah. of that and back it to this to Eternal uh, Blue. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. It's just not the same vocal style, yeah. and it's the Sun Killer opening vocal style that kills like right off the kills bat for Yeah, so it's tough to open because uh, then when she comes in and does her heavy vocals at the mm-hmm. end of it, it's like oh, like it's the polar opposite, which is mm-hmm. cool contrast. Yeah. The that song too, Eternal Blue, it gets really genty at like the two forty mark. You know it's what just I like a about fun little kind of bridge that they do because the I don't feel like like they just had to have fun with that little. Let's just get a little genty here for a minute because the song doesn't do this, but this part really does. <laughs> Ooh, I like that like scratch. Yeah, it's almost like he's on the. I'm waiting, pick just on the, I'm waiting for Fred Durst to just fucking <laughs> jump in. Just yeah. <laughs> the Halcyon song. Um again, kind of random lyrical stuff going on, but the word Halcyon alone is referring to a specific time in the past that was peaceful and happy. She mentions like retrograde love, which seems to be contradictory, contradictory to the the idea of Halcyon, something being Halcyon, the Halcyon moment. Like, I don't know. This, he always makes you wonder, like, did that. you do that on purpose? She had to, right? Fucking with me? You fucking with me? Mm. So uh, it just, this is random, but it popped in my head. Mm-hmm. I told you before the podcast, I'd never heard of this band. But last week, I, I listened to that punk rock, punk rock NBA oh, yeah, on yeah. YouTube. Uh-huh. He was doing a metalcore episode okay. and saying that these guys are, Spirit Box is the greatest, like they're going to the top, they're going to the moon. Right, yeah. And kind of piggybacking off what you were saying earlier, like everybody's talking about them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it was just interesting to think, never heard of them. You gave it to me. I mean, I guess it's not that crazy that a guy who talks about metal and hardcore would bring them up. but. Right. You know, and he was just going on, you know, kind of raving about him. See, there there is something to it though. Like, there's there's something to the flow of this. Like, it, it's just generally sounds really good. I don't know if you can break it down and lyrically find anything that you don't get out of just how this album makes you feel and how the, you know, it gets chuggy. It gets pretty. It's beautiful. It flows really well. It gets kind of choppy in some points there's one track that almost sounds like a fucking pop song <laughs> in a weird a, a weird spot i can't remember which one is it holy roller because every time i see that i think holy diver no <laughs> holy roller is actually a, a, kind of a pretty good one is like uh you know a holy roller is a person that's like re- religiously freaking out about shit right uh, you call that person a holy roller and it's got to be something importing that she constantly says in that one, like you're the person standing to the left of me. Uh, and I feel like that's got to have some importance because you know, you don't, you would just say standing next to me unless the, the side that you're standing on is important. And if the side is important, the left side generally is 
the lesser than the right side. So there's got to be something going on there. Like, yeah, because like, uh, like you're a, my right hand man. That's you're there. Anybody that sits on your right is that's that's your number one. Well, if you're a man, you're walking down the sidewalk, don't you? If you're walking, you got the your woman to the left, and you're on the curb. If you're walking, well, yeah. However, you yeah put her yeah away from the curb though. I didn't know if that was like the left hand side. I just figured that was like you get him away from the possibility of being hit by a stray drunk driver. You're being the manly person and taking care of her. Although if you're walking the other direction, <laughs> she's on the curb, so that doesn't work. Yeah, but that's why you would flip her. Yeah, right. You switch sides. Flip, flip yeah. her over. Yeah, flip her over. Anyway, um, forget where I was going with that, but anyway, the whole thing is like it's could be taken as broken babble, but uh, it, I think it's meant to just be listened to as a whole for the body of the whole thing and the flow of the whole thing and. I, I'm a fan of this one. I I do think the CU Space Cowboy album wins this week just because it's, I think it has more of a, a, a broader spectrum of what the fuck's going on. Or I just like the heavier chuggy parts a little bit more. Fuck, I don't know. Well, you, uh, everybody goes through like like ebbs and flows in music. Mm-hmm. Like the last couple of years, I have been listening to way heavier stuff yeah. than I've ever listened to by a huge stretch. And uh, I don't know. But this it's just what I'm into. But like currently. this, this album has moments on them where, God damn it, you know, like they I, fucking get after it on I some think of these. Maybe that's why they're kind of the talk of the town right now because it mm-hmm. is really, really heavy. Um, that's and the vocals that's are silk in the string song. Is it starts like intensely and it ends intense. There's no like. But it's still something that could be on the radio. I guess that's what it's like. So, this is. I guess it could. Could maybe liquid metal. I yeah, like think. serious. I'm not <laughs> yeah, talking like yeah, serious. Yeah. You know, this is you know, you gotta have satellite to listen to this right, shit. Yeah. But it's it's a little bit more like to the masses because uh-huh. it's got that pop element, but yeah. Oh much heavier than than some other stuff. What what, what was the one you were, what did you say? Silk? The silk, silk in the strings. Silk in the strings, yeah. Let me just pop the that spider, on there. The real spider quick. web one. I feel like a spider's coming for us. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, and the fuck, the roof blew off of this bitch when they played that. That's all. This people were going banana sandwich. Well, when when you go right now and you're like popping little sections out of these songs, Mm -hmm. and I'm getting these cool parts, I'm like. As, like you're like fucking. I want to flip this table over. Like I'm into it. Because I'm, I'm into it. I, I just feel like I have to cut out some of the stuff I don't like. What you do with a lot of music? Pop on the beginning of uh, "We Live in a Strange World." It sounds like a pop song in the beginning, and it was kind of weird for me. This was one of the ones where I was like, "Oh, I don't know. Am I not about this?" <laughs> Made um, you question everything. But there's like a guitar riff at the 125 mark. After you do the beginning, there's a guitar riff at the 125 mark that's really cool. And there's a lyric in there. I don't know where the lyric is exactly, so we might not hear it. But um, she says, collapse a vein so you won't drown. For some reason, that one fucking got me. Like, oh, that's like, it got me in the guts. That's fucking <laughs> sad. Like, you, you got to collapse this vein so you won't. Fuck. It's, Don't you it love, just seems it's heavy. Like, I know. Just like, like, there's a lot going on in that mental state, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Damn. 
See, it's like, is Ariana Grande or what? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Is this a cameo with Bieber? Right. You'd almost think like Bieber would come in right here. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, it is just incredibly. It does that, like almost to the, f- until that one twenty five mark when the when the guitar riff kind of kicks in. You know. Yeah. Seriously, you're doing it. Hearts, lighters in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, wait, there it is. Listen. Oh god. She so, says, "Don't let the bastards bring you down. Collapse a vein so you don't drown." God, that's damn pretty it. pretty good. <laughs> it's not. A, it, uh, I listen to that song a lot. What? I hate to be keep being critical. But this is part of the podcast. Yeah. I feel like sometimes it just take t- she takes too long to get there. Like hmm. that song was like really that intro is poppy and simple, but it goes on for a minute and 25 and it doesn't really go anywhere. Yeah. For that whole minute and 25. It's kind of like the other than that and sun killer where she said sun killer about seven times too many times before she got to the heavy part. <laughs> It's like cut it back two measures. Maybe, maybe it's maybe it's suspense. Maybe we're building up suspense, Pat. It's like the guitarist in your garage band, you know. And you're like, you're the drummer. You got the guitarist, and you just, you know, you're fucking just jamming. And he's like doing his little his little four bar, and you're giving him the look, like let's drop it in. Here we go. And every time you get about to give him the look, he looks the other way. He does one more measure. He says, "Fuck you, I'm still on." Yeah, I'm like eye contact, motherfucker. You did it two times. We need to go into the heavy part. That's part of music. Timing. Sorry. I got very passionate. I think that's, in a, in a nutshell, that's why you don't like Tool. Yeah, all, it's all this preamble. Get to it, bitch. Maybe that's it, though. That's what, that, see, that's where, that's just the part that you don't, that you don't listen to, you don't see. Not yeah. in a bad way. This is You're like, just not wh- that kind this of This is listener. like women in their foreplay. <laughs> just get to it, stick <laughs> it in, get it over with. <laughs> I got sleep to get done. <laughs> Shit. I gotta finish this up so I can take a nap immediately <laughs> and ignore you. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's a fair point. I mean, that really is a good kind of comparison. It's kind of that whole thing, like the the journey is the song. Yeah, I'm impatient. Yeah. Give me the you, fucking like chorus. If you could teleport, you're teleporting. Yeah, I just want to do that one part for t- 10 seconds and loop it. Yeah. So I, I need to go to like a... To like a EDC festival or something like that, where it's just the same fucking. Yeah, the good part. Just do the, just give me the drop the whole time. Even then, you'd be like, "What the fuck? Where? When's the beginning and the end of this song?" Yeah, it it all. Well, when you're when you're on Molly, it it all kind of. It's good. Yeah, that's for another episode. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Next time we're gonna talk about um, what's his name, the mouse guy. We're gonna do Dead Mouse and the Marsh and Marshmallow. And maybe we'll no, do that Asian skater guy that's a... No, he's not a skater guy. He used to be a hardcore guy. Asian DJ. What the fuck is his name? I don't know. Ugh. He was a hardcore guy? He's an ex-hardcore guy. Huh. And he's a DJ. And he's a very popular guy. And he's Asian. God damn it. And I can't think of his fucking name. I know uh, Jonathan Davis did did it for a little while. Really? JD5. Hmm. Well, and then you've got... Uh, What's-his-nuts from, from first to last? <laughs> 
uh, Skrillex. Oh yeah, that's probably the one that Skrillex. Fucking goddamn! That was a real dubstep. Left turn. That's what it was called, right? That whole thing was just dubstep. It was just robot sounds. Yeah, and I used to love it for three months. You did. I did. There was you a three-month period. And then there was that fucking, like, mind-mending crossover of, like, like emo core and dubstep. <laughs> what were those bands? Like, oh, God. I can't think of one, but it was a regrettable time in history. The Browning. That was one of them. Yeah. Anyway. Well, and it's gone on forever. I mean, Tommy Lee did Methods of Mayhem. He did. Yeah, so, I mean, everybody. The electronic part is, is something all all artists have to kind of dabble in i think a little bit but well which is why next week you want to tune in for rammstein we're going to review oh yeah deutschland we're doing it yes rest in peace what he's dead who the lead dude with the fucking devil shut the fuck up he died a couple years rammstein fuck no what's (laughs) the other one (laughs) it's rammstein he's dead am i thinking of the i don't think rammstein the dude from rammstein is dead um, what's the other one? Fuck, I'm not, it's not Rammstein. What's the other German, uh, techno from the 90s? 90s. Oh, the, like Prodigy? Prodigy. Are they German? Who the fuck he knows? Had the, he had a buy mohawk. Yeah, like yeah, that guy's dead. Prodigy. Uh, Sorry. Fuck, no you idea. thought Rammstein. God damn it, Pat. <laughs> well, I mean, the drummer from Foo Fighters passed away. Yeah. Unfortunately. That is super bummer. Very, very sad. Cool yeah. drummer. He had a lot of like physical energy, like fun to watch. You know, in in general, like those guys, like that that band, just amazing. That's I I feel really bad for that band right now. I can feel for him because Foo Fighters is a, probably like the thing. most like so universally loved. Yeah, I mean it's just you don't not like a Foo Fighters song. No, you know, no, that's sad. It I'm sorry fits. I brought that up. Fuck, fucking. Black cloud over this one. He died. But anyway. Sorry. As usual, I'm derailing. (laughs) Let's see. So that was The Romance of Affliction by See You Space Cowboy. That one got 37 and a half dingleberry dicks from Pat. Uncircumcised. Eternal Blue from Spirit Box. Yeah, how many both? Both albums from 2021. Um, I'm going to give Eternal Blue... 27 boners i'll allow it i want to meet you i'm gonna meet you with that meet me with the 27 yeah i'll meet you it was it was it was good i liked it i will still like it it's not like i i went ahead and i took um bayside off the playlist but eternal blue will stay (laughs) on the playlist that's well that's a travesty (laughs) that's a fist fight for another day yeah i know um one thing we as we're wrapping it up, we kind of missed, uh, I think at least on the last one or two, uh, album art. Oh, the album art. Yeah. Um, why don't you start with Eternal Blue? Give me some, uh, give me so some vibe here. Eternal Blue, from what I can see is happening as an artist and what's going on here is this is like a, um, what they call pour paint. It's like a, it's poured paint. It's acrylic paint that you mix with like a, They've done it. You can mix it with epoxies too, and things like that. But you, mm. or you mix the uh, paint with glue, so when the paint hits each other, it doesn't turn into brown. Gotcha. But you just like pour these things, these globs on a canvas or a piece of board or a desk or whatever the fuck you want to do, and then you kind of move it around, and just let it do its 
own organic kind of very abstract globular thing is abstract Um, proper term yeah and it's i love that stuff i did the table uh the table at the shop like that and messed around with some of that on canvas it's really fun to do it's cool um but yeah they use the blues all the blue tones in it and stuff and so i think i think the album art's awesome on this one it's just it's really um thought-provoking but simple at the same time there's a lot going on that's what i love about abstraction in general you can find a lot in there but i'd almost guarantee that's just a just tiny little a tiny little cutout of a massively poured abstraction paint and i'd have to say i like it because mm-hmm. it just looks cool yeah it does and it's really cool uh, all their uh merch for this album well, not all their merch but a lot of their merch for this album they did in like uh blue tie-dye hmm. so they had like blue shirts and they tie dye them so it's me. like yeah so you get like the white the bleach tie-dye or something or there's and i don't know how they did it but i've seen their like hoodies that are just split down the middle half and half like one side's dark blue tie-dye with white spirit like half of the logos in white and the other side is white with a blue tie-dye with blue writing that says the rest of spirit box it's huh. fucking rad however i mean as far as manufacturing that and printing that and making that work however they did it that's fucking great it's cool shit there's some little kids in bangladesh <laughs> doing something there. Yeah. <clears throat> really busted their ass it's really it's really cool I mean, they've got awesome merch. It looks really cool, and you know, you still look metal wearing it. Yeah, I do. I like that album. I like that cover art. As far as the romance of affliction, um, I also like it. Yeah, I. It's, it's. I mean, you can tell that there's people there kind of embracing, mm-hmm. but it's. I don't know. It looks kind of like the same thing. It sounds like. Yeah, it looks like 2005. Totally. Yeah, it has that, just that, that feel. It's got like I mean, this poison the well, tear from the red vibe. Yeah. It's not particularly uh, like great. Uh, or like, I don't know. There's nothing about it that seems like awesome. It just, just matches the vibe for me. Just. Yeah. I think it's really cool. I did the, this like kind of messy splattery, um, fuck up the picture after you make the picture kind of idea. I was doing that a lot with painting for a while back then too. Just working with. I mean, this is obviously like an overexposed photograph that's been, you know, manipulated over the top of. But if it was a painting, you just throw some paint on that bitch. And right. Put some scratches on it or whatever. Um, it looks used and used and abused. And I think it fits the album perfectly. Yeah, awesome. I agree. Well, I think that concludes our family home evening. That does with these two. Um, now I would like to say that bear with us if things get a little bit spread out throughout the summer. Right. We both are very busy individuals. Um, so we're going to, we're going to keep at it, but if there is a little bit of a break, um, coming up, it's just, we're going to spread it, uh, out because my schedule is terrible. (laughs) Yeah. But we're, we've got, you know, we're business owners with families. That's just what we do. Yeah. So. This is for fun. We appreciate everybody that's listening, by the way. Um, And if you have any regurgitations on the thoughts here or an opinion on these albums, if you've listened to these albums uh, before and we're totally off the mark for what you think, or if you've found them through this podcast and you want to give us a little thumbs up or something, we'd appreciate it just to 
hear some feedback and see if anybody else is on the same page as us. So that would be really awesome. On the uh, Instagram page or wherever. And I'm going to throw it out there. October 31st, Kamikaze's Patty and Alex's 40th slash 30th. Patty and Alex, we're going to make this a make this a thing. We need a promoter. I know a couple. I know a couple people in bands, and I'm, I'll see if I can finagle some stuff. The only requirement is I have to drum one song with one band. That's it. <laughs> That's it. You're, but, uh, you're gonna drum an Alanis Morissette song. It'll be great. I was thinking Celine Dion. Oh, nice. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening, and just remember, we are just two assholes in headphones. Peace.